Hi, and welcome to this a bit of a chit-chat podcast on common iOS and Android apps. Now, this sort of conversation came out of my Tech Friday from last week, which from memory I think was about the 5th or 6th of November, sometime last week, as I do this podcast today, because I've been asked time and time again on what apps are available for both iOS, iPhone and Android, i.e. Samsung that we tend to recommend at Vision Australia, that work on both platforms. So things like Audible, for example, uh, they work, of course, on both iPhone or iOS and Android slash Samsung. And keep in mind that because I'm in Australia, a few of these apps are Australian-based, so you won't find them overseas. Or in that case, if you do find them overseas, they won't be much use to you, particularly the transport ones. But anyway, let me get on with these. And I've tried these on both my iPhone and my Samsung S10, and they work perfectly. The only one that I didn't put in was here in Australia, we've got three free-to-air channels, Channel 7, Channel 9, and Channel 10. I didn't put in the Channel 9 one because every time I tried to run it on my Samsung phone, it kept freezing. So that's why you won't find Channel 9 for both iOS and Android in the list. Anyway, let's get moving. So the first one, and this is sort of in alphabetical order, um, we've got one three cabs, which is to basically book a cab in Australia. 7 Plus is our free-to-wear Channel 7 in Australia, and of course that's where we enjoyed the Olympics in Japan this year. That was actually worked really well. So that's 7 Plus. Then we've got 10 Play, and that's Channel 10 free-to-wear again in Australia, and that works very well with both VoiceOver on iOS and of course TalkBack on Samsung. Remembering that uh, Samsung themselves have now dropped their own screen reader for Samsung phones, so you can only get TalkBack now. SBS On Demand uh, is our multicultural version of our free-to-air system here in Australia, and that works beautifully. And at the moment, as I'm doing this uh, demo today, I'm really enjoying a, a documentary on Central Railway in Sydney and all the rail network that uh, the Sydney guys had to look out for. So that's really interesting. ABC iView is our Australian Broadcasting Commission free-to-air broadcasting system. And the basically the ABC iView app contains all the, you know, the news, documentaries, TV shows, etc., that, that ABC broadcast. Now, the only problem with the app is that whilst we've got 14 hours of audio description on the ABC, it's free-to-air, and this includes the SBS On Demand app as well, the online apps don't support audio description. You only get the 14 hours access to audio description when it's live broadcast, which I think is a bit of a disappointment. So that's both ABC iView and SBS On Demand currently. And then we've got ABC Listen, and that's effectively all the ABC radio stations around Australia, including Central Coast Radio here on the Central Coast, and all the podcasts and documentaries and everything else that the ABC does through the ABC radio is also available. So one of the main ones that I follow and have been following for quite a while for the last year or so is the Corona Cast. So it's a a weekly, sorry, not a weekly, it's an everyday podcast, Monday to Friday, 
on the coronavirus. A blind legend, and of course that's the old, you know, blind warrior following his daughter and facing battles, and that's almost on every single platform I can actually think about. Ira, as in A-I-R-A, and of course that's the video support system where you can ring up on a subscription service and via the camera in your smartphone or tablet you can get assistance for filling in forms navigating web pages all that sort of cool stuff audi here in australia um, i love to look up my audi that's a or di by the way shop stuff because every wednesdays and saturdays they have specials and i always like to see what specials are on particularly for the garden amazon alexa of course now, the really cool thing about the Amazon Alexa app is that you can actually do all the functionality from Amazon Alexa on your smartphone or tablet that, of course, you can do on the smart speakers themselves. And, of course, you can also use the drop-in service or broadcast service from your smartphone as well if you need to. So that's actually really, really good. So I tend to use the Amazon Alexa app quite a lot. And remember, you can also use the A-Lady keyword when you've got the Amazon Alexa app open. Then we've got, of course, the Amazon app itself for shopping. So you can broad, broadcast, so you can actually browse all the different products that you'd want to buy through the standard amazon.com.au website here in Australia. And uh, that works really nicely. Amazon Music, I sort of started using that, but I, I ended up with so many different types of music streaming services that I've really cut mine back to two now, which is basically Apple Music um, and Spotify. Amazon Prime Video, of course, that has audio description on it, though we've got that for the whole house to use. All right, I've already mentioned Apple Music because I said I, I use Apple Music and Spotify now, so that's between those two uh, music streaming services. They're the one I tend to use. Audio Game Hub is basically a self-voicing set of eight games. Uh, and they work really, really nicely. And the one that I love to use in that particular set is archery, where you go in and you're, you know, in Sherwood Forest, and you have to get points by shooting at the, the target. And you've got the audible sound going from your left and right speakers and backwards and forwards. And of course, you've got to hit the target when the audio gets in the middle. And um, that's just quite a fun little app to to use. So that's the Audio Game Hub. Audible. I love my Audible books. So I've got about a thousand and so audible books so far um, the dangerous thing i don't like about audible on the android side of things is the fact that you can also purchase um, books directly from the audible app on android uh, you can sort of do a similar thing if you do it on ios as long as you've got credits so if you've got credits there sitting in your account or you've bought some more credits then you can buy the books based on a credit, but you can't directly buy the books inside the app otherwise, but you can do that on Audible uh, on the Android side of things. Be My Eyes is the free version, if you like, similar to a version of Ira, except we don't have to pay for it. It's free. And again, rather than being staffed, if you like, by paid professionals, uh, this is just volunteers around the world that, again, can help you with looking at stuff through your video camera on your phone. And, of course, both for Ira and Be My Eyes, just keep in mind um, that, you know, while they say it's a confidential service, you certainly don't want to be exposing too much of your own information from a privacy point of view if you can avoid it. So just keep that in mind all the time with this stuff. 
Blind Bargains, of course, one of my favorite uh, podcasts and websites for doing product reviews and podcasts, and those guys always uh, visit different conferences and exhibitions. Uh, so the Blind Bargains app is a great way to keep up with what they're doing as far as reviews, um, audio podcasts, and if they've done any interviews at conventions. Blind Drive, um, this is one of my most favorite apps that I use for doing blind driving. Uh, so if you can imagine that you're in a car, you've been shackled <laughs> uh, to the steering wheel and there's a, a rat bag person that's got control over your car and your job is to drive against oncoming traffic. You hear all the different noises coming towards you. You've got a V left and V right. Uh, and it's just a really fun game to play and you've got to avoid all different types of circumstances. So you've got to drive for a thunderstorm. Um, you've got to drive through a farm, avoiding the cows and the sheep. You've got to drive through a tunnel. Um there's one really weird one where you've got bicyclists coming towards you and you get points by running into the bicyclist, apparently. Um, but it's all in good fun and, and it works really nicely. So that's a quite a fun one. I haven't tried this on Android. I can't see why it doesn't work. But on the iOS version of Blind Drive, I can use this with my Steel Series Nimbus controller that I actually use for my Apple TV. Um, and that works beautifully with the... Um, the game with blind drive so rather than using you know flicking left right on the screen or tapping left right on the screen with voiceover I use the triggers on the controller so it's quite fun I'm almost using a, a real game console if you like experience blind cricket is probably what it sounds like in a way so you're playing blind cricket so you hear the good old tinkle tinkle of the actual bell ball coming towards you in the middle stump left and right and of course if it's on middle stump and you miss it with your bat and you swing and you hit in the miss, it's going to hit middle stump, so you're out. And then, of course, when you hit it in the middle stump or left or right, then you can get one, two, four, or if you hit a six. So that's quite a, a fun game to play, that one. And you can play a sort of these sort of one-dayer type events, or you can play a bit of a, a, a test match, and you've got the crowd noise in the background and... You know, the bowler says, are you ready? And the batsman says, are you ready? And the, the batsman actually does sounds like he has a bit of an Aussie accent. Uh, so that's actually quite a fun one to play. Always enjoy it. And of course, things like um, the audio game hub, Blind Drive. Um, and of course, this one, the Blind Cricket game, you've really got to use this with headphones because you are concentrating on your left, right and middle speaker, if you like. Bomb Weather, which is actually not B-O-M-B, as in let's blow up a bomb. It's actually the Bureau of Meteorology here in Australia. And that's a really good app for keeping up to that, of course, with weather, because it's actually the government. And uh, I find that one works really, really nicely. So, And again, the reason why I chose that is because, again, it works on both platforms. Coronavirus Australia is the official app from the Australian Health Department to do with coronavirus and you know all the stats and restrictions and everything else that goes on with the coronavirus stuff at the moment so that's a good way of keeping up to date on what's going on calm is a great app for relaxation now i use this because it's got some beautiful soundscapes that you can sit back and, and listen to really really nice app cash reader uh, because sadly um the reason why i had to choose this one because it is a fairly expensive app and of course cash reader meaning it reads out the notations for bill currency. So you're, you know, here in Australia, your $5 bill, your $10 bill, your $20, your $50, your 100 
And because the problem is the famous Seeing AI app from Microsoft doesn't work with still Australian currency, even though I've been mentioning it to them since the word dot. Um, it's just basically, you know, been put on the back burner somewhere and obviously not deemed as being too important, I guess. So uh, that's why I've chose Cash Manager. One, because it works on both platforms. And two, of course, we all know that Seeing AI app still doesn't support Android, which is another disappointment along with um, Soundscape not supporting Android. I just think if Microsoft is seeing themselves as a service provider now rather than an operating system provider, they really need to make their apps cross-platform like they do with other apps anyway. All right, Chrome is the good old Chrome web browser. We know about, well, we know about Chrome. It's quite a good web browser. Um, some people don't trust it because there has been security issues in the past, but it's just another way of getting access to the net, of course, on your smartphone or tablet. Coffee Link is the app that I use for my DeLonghi Prima Donna Touch coffee machine. So this is the coffee machine I think I did a podcast on about six years ago now. That was when I bought it, it was about three and a half thousand dollars. It's now down to about two thousand. Um, and I can just, you know, bring the app up, log into the, the coffee machine, and then I can do my, you know, my long black, my double double espresso, my cappuccino, my flat white, my doppio plus, blah blah blah. Uh, and of course, all I do really do the machine is stick some water in, make sure it's got the grounds or the the coffee beans in the top. And uh, when I want to do the milk-based coffee, uh, like the cappuccino one, just stick, stick in the milk container and I can do all the frothing through that milk container and so on. Because basically the front of that um, coffee machine is a touchscreen, so the app gives me full access to the coffee machine. And it's always done really well. I, I think when I last checked it, my coffee machine had done about... Um, I think it's up to about seven and a half thousand cups of coffee. Now that's probably not all mine, uh, because my wife also does crafting and runs workshops every week or so. So uh, hopefully, I just haven't drunk seven thousand cups of coffee in um, what's that about five years or six years or so. Coles. So Coles here in Australia, it's a major supermarket for ordering stuff online or just browsing what's available. So that's good. So Coles is actually C O L E S. Dropbox, uh, everybody knows about Dropbox, and because I use Windows, Mac, Android, and iOS, I always find this is the most consistent way I've always used getting files from one machine and platform to the other, so that's always my go-to cloud storage service besides iCloud. Dyson is the other app that I use for, again, a third-party device like the coffee machine. Uh, because I've got a, a Dyson air purifier heat fan unit, so it does, like the name suggests, air purification, it does heating, and it, they sort of call it cool mode, but it's really a fan. And the reason why I use this particular unit is because you can get it to rotate around up to 350 degrees. You can have it, of course, scheduled to turn on and off at a certain time. I can change the fan speed on it from, you know, 1 very slow to 10 super fast. I can also, of course, change it from heat air purification or fan and some other features as well and I can also monitor the HEPA filter so how much the HEPA filter actually is getting used and when it needs to get changed and the change of the HEPA filters on the unit is actually very straightforward and the other thing from a heating point of view it's just one of these fans that's bladeless there's no blades if you like the top of the unit sort of this tall capital O shaped on the base that also has the HEPA filters in it and you've just got the hot air coming around that oval O-shaped 
So there's no way you can sort of burn yourself. And of course, it does have a remote control you can also use. But like I said, I use the app. Very, very nice indeed. Disney Plus is the next one on the list. And of course, that's the Disney streaming service. Uh, my boys like to pop into Disney every now and again and have a bit of a, a watch of some different movies. So that's on there as well ebay we all know about ebay and you can get some really cool deals on ebay so again that's in my list works well on both platforms ember as in e-m-b-e-r and this is the one that i use again with a third-party device which is the ember temperature controlled mug so this is where you've got this um, stainless steel mug on a little plate that's also used to charge it and it'll keep your hot beverage in my case my coffee hot up to an hour um, so when i you know, have fully charged up the Ember mug. I've taken it off the little charging plate, which feels like very much like a tea saucer. Uh, and then I start using it. When I run the Ember app on my iPhone, Android, or even on my Apple Watch for that matter, I can keep track of, you know, how the temperature's going. I can choose my, you know, my most favorite temperature. So I've normally got my coffee set at 60 degrees Celsius. So if it puts it in a bit, you know, a bit cooler than 60 degrees, it'll warm it up and then let me know when it's at my 60 degrees temperature you can also set it up for teas and everything else but like i said i just use it for coffee so that works really nicely evernote for taking notes across both platforms evernotes works really nicely again with both voiceover and talkback facebook we're talking about facebook or now that it's called meter so it's basically facebook from meter not facebook from facebook so that's not too bad i don't use facebook so but it's there in the list fitbit so any sort of, I guess, smart wearable devices for fitness and health outside of the Apple Watch. Um, I sort of still recommend the Galaxy Watch, but I definitely recommend the Fitbit. Now, the Fitbit I've always used in the whole series is the Charge. Now, I've only got a Fitbit Charge 2. I believe as I do this recording, it's up to Fitbit Charge 5. So basically, and I haven't seen the, the later ones, but the one I've got was a simple band that goes around your wrist. It's got a little touchscreen on the front of it, on the top of it, sorry. Um, and you link it up with your Fitbit app, either on Android or iOS, and it works really nicely for the app. There's no self-voicing or speech or anything else going on inside the Fitbit hardware itself. It's all done via the app. And of course, you can do things like monitor your sleep, monitor your heartbeat, monitor your exercise, your calorie intake, movement blah 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 so you know if i didn't have my apple watch and my galaxy watch this would be my third option to use google assistant so like the amazon a lady uh, this gives you full access to the google assistant and all the stuff you can do on the the smart speakers and of course you've got the famous ok google i just wanted to say that so my one didn't activate and that works really nicely google fit works really nicely now that actually works with the health app on my iPhone very nicely so I get often quite congratulated by the Google Fitbit by, sorry, by the Google Fit app running on my iPhone and uh, it also works really nicely on my Samsung phone so if you're after a fitness app to keep track of your movement and exercise and everything else during the day the Google Fit app works really nicely. Google Duo is like Apple's FaceTime video phone calling service if you like and that again works really nicely. So Google Home, of course, to use with all your Google Home or Nest devices, as they call them now. I've still got a few Google Homes around the place, and I've got a one or two Nest devices now. But basically, that's the app that you use in conjunction with that. So it's, I guess it's similar to using um, the Home app on iOS. 
Google Maps and besides Apple Maps this is my other go-to mainstream mapping system for navigation Google News um, so if you don't want to use other forms of news uh, in other apps the Google News app works really really nicely with TalkBack and VoiceOver Google Play Music again it's another streaming service and I've already said that I tend to use uh, Apple and Spotify I'll stop using Amazon Music and I'll stop using Google Play Music because you can only have a certain amount of streaming services uh, in particular that you want to pay for Envision is the if you like the software version of the Envision smart glasses that does uh, object recognition and other functionality so if you don't want to buy the smart glasses but you want to see what the app is like, then you can certainly use them on either platform. Lazarello, L-A-Z-A-R-I-L-L-O. And this is a really good blindness-specific written app for GPS navigation. It's one of my, I guess, my most used apps on Android. I have tried other apps on Android, and I haven't been really particularly impressed by them. Uh, so if you're looking for a cross-platform app, then ha definitely have a look at Lazarello. And of course, what makes it very interesting is that it's also free. Kindle from Amazon, of course, to do with your Kindle books. Uh, and of course, that works really nicely with voiceover and talkback. In fact, what my, I tend to do when I get books, I have a look in the Audible app. app. If I can't find them there as a human narration, then I'll go to my Kindle bookstore and see if it's an electronic version. MB Mimic, as in Mountbatten Mimic, and this is the app that you can use with the Mountbatten that was originally produced back in Australia, back in the 1990s and still going strong, uh, you know, over 30 years later. And of course, this is the device where you've got a basically a braille machine. So you've got a keyboard on it that you can input braille into the paper. So it's like an electronic version of a, you know, quote Perkins braille or unquote, running on either platform and you can shoot stuff over to it and emboss. And besides the MB Mimic app, of course, you can plug in a, a standard query keyboard and whatever you type on the standard keyboard comes out in Braille. And you can also plug in the, quote, Mimic screen, unquote, to also visually see what's happening on the Mountbatten. And of course, you can also do that with the MB Mimic app running on your iPhone or Android phone as well. Messenger is the messaging service from, you guessed it, and I'm about to say Meter. <laughs> I was about to say Facebook, but it's actually Meter. So that's Messenger. Again, works really nicely on both systems. Menu Log. Menu Log is where you basically log into a system with restaurants and you can order your restaurant meal and then they deliver, deliver it to your home. So that's Menu Log. It's like Uber Eats, which I mentioned in a minute as well. Outlook, of course, in Microsoft Outlook for doing your mail and your calendar, particularly for work. I tend to use the default mail programs on either platform, but for work, I definitely access Outlook because I've got to keep track of my work calendar uh, and my emails and everything else that's going on. Music Healing. Now, I put this app here in particular because it's got these beautiful, relaxing soundtracks in it. And Unlike all the streaming services like Spotify and Apple Music and so on, you don't need any internet connection. It just plays them because the tunes are already built into the app that you've already installed. And I just sometimes have it turned on and playing in the background. Natatmo is another one of my, by the way, that's actually N-E-T-A-T-N-O, Natatmo Urban Weather Station app. And this works with the indoor-outdoor weather modules uh, so that 
inside it, it checks for the CO2 level inside, humidity and temperature. And also very rarely has an acoustic monitor to see how loud it is in your house. And of course outside it also does you know, the humidity and the temperature. Netflix, where would the world be without Netflix, eh? So um, I've watched a lot of content on Netflix, a lot of audio described content on there. And we don't just have a single license. We have a, a family license that gives us more than four devices because um, we have guests over and friends over and all sorts of stuff and we're always watching different stuff on netflix all the time so netflix um, is one again my one of my, my favorite used apps pocket cast and that's a pod catching application so similar to things like overcast on ios uh, again this is the cross-platform one that i use for get, catching up with my podcasts and works really really nicely so it allows me to, you know, when I'm using my work phone slash Android slash Samsung phone, I can get access to the same podcast that I've got on my iPhone and my iPad. Ring, which is the Ring Video Doorbell app, of course, another third-party application. I wasn't going to put these third-party ones in there originally, but I thought, you know what, this is what I use all the time with these apps. So I thought, oh, you know, damn it, I'll just, I'll just stick them in there anyway. So Ring Video Doorbell, the motion sensor work, it works beautifully. So at the video doorbell at the front door that I've got, if somebody comes near the front door and the camera picks it up uh, through the motion sensing, it'll just notify me through the app. So it'll say motion at your front door. If somebody presses the, the front doorbell, I'll get a notification that somebody's calling me and I can answer it. Uh, I do find sometimes that the speech, i.e. voiceover talkback, makes the experience of answering a video call a bit wonky. Um, doesn't always feel like I've got total control over the device sometimes. But for definitely for the motion sensing, um, it works really, really nicely. Sensibo, talking about another third-party piece of hardware, that's Sensibo, S-E-N-S-I-B-O, AC controlling system. And this allows you to control air conditioners that use their own physical remote control, which is normally split air conditioners, because simply what Sensibo does, it emulates the remote itself, and that allows you to change your modes, such as dry, heat, cold, or fan, change your fan speed, you know, from quiet, medium, high, low, etc., uh, also change the way the actual unit swings when it does the airflow, wherever it's you know up and down, so horizontal, or if it does vertical side to side, or if it does a combination of both horizontal and vertical. And of course, you can also use it to turn it on and off. Spotify, we eventually get to Spotify. So Spotify, as I said, was my second streaming service that I always use. And by the way, my absolute favorite relaxing playlist on Spotify is called Peaceful Piano. Uh, so if you like instrumental stuff and you like sort of very background soft music to relax to or to have in the background while you're working, the Suno app, and that's actually S-U-N-U, Suno app, and that's to work with the orientation mobility wearable, the Suno band, to detect objects near and far, and also gives voice output for when you're using the Suno band on your wrist as well. Skype, um, I sort of wasn't going to head on there because I just find scaps, scap. <laughs> I just find Skype's getting more and more useless. So if I want to use anything, I'll use Google Duo. If I'm on my iPhone, I'll use FaceTime. Of course, if I'm on both systems and I want a good video conferencing system, I'm always using Zoom. SuperSense is one of those apps, um, sort of a similar in a way to seeing AI, but a little bit different. It's a bit more limited. Um, but it's an app that uses your camera to do things like color detection, 
object detection and that sort of stuff. So it's not super LiDAR, which is what you can use for, you know, how far stuff is away from me using the LiDAR sensor in the iPhone 12 Pro or 13 Pro. Uh, it's more to do with general camera applications if you're blind in particular. Tile for use with the tile tag tracking little units, devices. Now, look, I must say, compared to the Air Tags from Apple, which you can only use on your iPhone, by the way, or your iOS device, I find that the Apple Tags sometimes just don't respond when I try and find out where they are or make them play a sound. Whereas I find the tile tags themselves, both on my iPhone and my Samsung phone, tend, tend to be a lot more reliable from you know, going off when you want to find it or you've put your keys down and I've got the tile tag attached to them. TripView, which is a, an app that we use particularly in Sydney and Melbourne. So I'm assuming other places around Australia have their own transport app. But of course, this is a transport app for bus, train, ferry and light rail. And one of the reasons why I love using this app is because not only can you find out when your next bus is, train, ferry, whatever else, particularly on the train, it'll actually tell you what platform the train's leaving off. So, you know, if I go to platform one here in Gosford at, um, you know, whatever the time is, 7.24 in the morning, I know that, that that's the train that goes to Strathfield or that goes via the North Shore line, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, when I'm coming home at night time, you know, I get on at the right platform at Parramatta, change trains at Strathfield, and then I know what platform I'm getting off when I get back to Gosford. And again, that allows me to orientate myself to the right spot on the platform to find the stairs or the lifts. So just that platform information, let alone the timetable information, uh, comes in really handy. Tune in radio. Um, look, I probably used to use that a lot more before I started accessing things like Apple Music or Spotify or even the ABC Listen app. Because I can get most content on radio shows and podcasts from all those other services, TuneIn Radio for me is becoming less and less important, but it's there if you'd like to use it. And of course, that's also a way of picking up here in Australia, Vision Australia Radio. So I know we've got a, a terrestrial service which is the transmitters based around Victoria up to the New South Wales Victorian border. Um, we've got transmitters in Adelaide and I believe one in Darwin as well. But if you're not anywhere near those places, you need to access the online version of Vision Australia Radio from Vision Australia. Then this app will definitely be able to play that to you. Mind you, you can also get that from smart speakers. So if you just say to your device of choice, play Vision Australia Radio Melbourne, play Vision Australia Radio Adelaide, etc., then you can access them that way as well. So again, that's why I say, you know, sometimes these apps have been great in the past, but you sometimes wonder with smart speakers becoming more prevalent these days and everything else becoming available online, um, then these apps are getting a little bit old-fashioned in some ways, but still good to have them just in case. Twitter, uh, I have people that actually know me over the last 10 or so years. I use Twitter all the time to share information from Vision Australia and my bits and pieces from my own life. I think, in fact, over the weekend, I just tweeted out two things where I said I was going to get some shutters uh, for my kitchen window that gets a lot of sun during the middle of the day and also some blinds out the back, again, to keep down the heat in the Australian summer coming up. And of course, they're, they're motorized, but oddly, I decided not to go with any smart speaker-based 
blinds or shutters. I just want ones that I can just use a physical remote control or a physical control that's actually on the windowsill to open and close the actual shutters or the blinds. So that's happening. And of course, the other really great present that I bought for myself for Christmas, which I'm not allowed to actually open until it comes to Christmas Day. My garden's got different things and it's got statues and it's got a little fairy garden for my granddaughter around our lemon tree up the back. Oh, sorry, not lemon tree, lemon myrtle tree up the back. So I've always wanted like the Lion Witch in the Wardrobe a lamppost in my garden. I did have one that sort of stuck in with a bit of a peg into the ground, but every time the wind came up, it blew over. It was solar powered. So this one's actually a stainless steel lamp, an old fashioned type traffic lamp, which is it's in its own planter box. So if you put some dirt in, I guess, in the planter box or stones, uh, the likelihood of it getting blown over in the wind is going to be a lot less. And of course, you don't have to shove it into your garden into the dirt. Um, the planter box just sits on the top of your garden bed. That's going to go in my front garden so it can, you know, turn on at night time, use its solar charge and then turn off in the morning when it doesn't need to be on anymore. So I've already mentioned along with menu log, I mentioned Uber Eats and of course we've also got the Uber service as well. It's available, works beautifully with VoiceOver and TalkBack. I've already mentioned Uber Eats now, this next one, VIP code reader. We've always had issues, I know, particularly of COVID, in having to find QR codes to scan in. Well, what the VIP code reader does, it, it uses the camera then to immediately start to find a QR code. As soon as it starts to locate the QR code, it starts playing a tone. So it very much works the way that the CAI app works with the barcode function for doing product barcodes. So, of course, when it starts making the sound, you slow down a bit and the beeping gets louder and louder and then eventually it'll actually read out the QR code or activate it for you and then off you go as normal. So rather than just using the standard QR function in the camera app, the VIP code reader one is just that nice little bit of extra help to locate the QR code that you're trying to scan in on. For Vision Australia, our library in particular, we've got the VA Connect app. And of course, that gives you access to our library in Australia for people with a print disability. So you don't have to be just blind or low vision. So you can enjoy getting access to your daisy talking books, your newspapers, and of course, all the podcasts, including my show from Vision Australia Radio, which is called Talking Tech. It's a weekly tech show on mainstream and assistive technology, particularly for blind and low vision folks. The next app, and we're almost getting to the end because we're up to the Vs, is the voice dream reader app and this is of course the app that you can use for reading documents to you works really nicely it's got its own built-in text-to-speech it works really nicely for reading out pdf files doc doc files etc we walk which is w-e-w-a-l-k is the app to use with the we walk smart cane and this allows you to change all the functions to do with the smart cane you can use it independently of the cane and of course that's got its own built-in gps functionality as well White Noise. Um, this app has been around since Donkey's Ages. I think this was the first app, or one of the first app I put on my iPhone when I first got my iPhone 3GS back in 2009. And it's just got all different types of sound effects that you can have. They just tend to call these sort of white noise sounds in the background. So you've got things like a, a purring cat, a fireplace, a boat rocking next to a dock and other noises like a sprinkler in a park. You remember those old sprinklers in the park? They probably still have them that go tick, 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 when it's actually spinning around. When it, when it changes its position or direction, it goes and it goes tick, 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 tick again as it goes back the other direction. Well, it's got that in there as well. So <laughs> that's a really nice one. And the other really cool one, which is white noise, is 
in an aircraft. So you know when you're in an aircraft, you get that sort of really cool humming sound with the air conditioner and the engines outside. There's just that feeling that you're in an aircraft. Then having that playing through your headphones is really cool. So I sometimes, when I'm working on a really boring document, and I think I've just got to get this done, I sometimes pretend that I'm stuck in an aircraft with the sound playing in the background and work on my documents. Woolworths is another supermarket chain like Coles. And again, you can order, browse products and get home delivery. YouTube, of course, from good old Alphabet, not just Google. Every time my children can't work out how to do something or my wife or me can't work out how to do something to do with the garden or anything else, it's always, let's just try it on YouTube. And the last two is the second last one is Zoom. Of course, my favorite one for doing Zoom meetings and webinars. And that's what I use for my Tech Fridays. So I hold a, a weekly Tech Fridays in here in Australia between 12.30 and 1.30 every Friday Sydney, Melbourne, Canberra time. And it's just for people just to drop in and ask questions or queries about assistive technology for blind and low vision folks. So that's every week. And then the last Wednesday of every month, I run a Exploring Tech webinar and we always have different themes. So the last one was we had human wear on. The one before that we had all about, or I had talked about all about the Apple Watch. The one coming up this month in November is all about Christmas ideas. And the one in December is going to be looking back at the whole year from a, a high-tech and a mid-tech point of view. So that should be fun. But again, for the Exploring Tech webinar ones, it's all webinar-based. So it's normally you can chat, ask questions by a chat, but you can't actually use your microphone or video yourself. Whereas the Tech Friday ones, people can use their camera, their microphone. And what I normally do, or what I do do with the Tech Fridays, is I have everybody muted while I'm talking. And then when I ask people for questions, I unmute everybody and then people can ask their questions and then I mute again, everybody, and then keep talking myself. Because I just find people quite often forget to mute their microphone. So you hear them talking about, you know, can you reheat my tea for me? Can you get the front door? Oh, that must be the post person or they're calling their dog in or whatever else might be happening. And you're sitting there going, can you just mute your microphone? And people don't respond because they can't hear you apparently. Um, so I just, what I just say to people is, look, I will mute everybody while I'm talking. I'll unmute if you'd ask questions and then I'll mute again. And the last app for like us to be doing a drum roll is the Zombies Run app. Now this is the app that I used to use on my treadmill and what it is, your character is called Runner 5 and you have to go on, this is sort of the, you know, the zombie apocalypse type stuff uh, and you go and run on different errands or different missions uh, with different bases or you've got to run to the hospital, get medical supplies because, you know, the whole world's gone to rack and ruin and of course when you're running around uh, you're going to get attacked or run overtaken whatever else by zombies and your job is to basically keep running uh, you can walk by the way uh, away from the zombies and it actually works really nicely because you get all the sound effects so when you get you know you can pick up loot along the way like a drink bottle or medical kit and so on that the zombies coming towards you and you know initially with the helicopter crashing that you're part of you get all those sound effects and of course the pilot turning into a zombie once she crashes or you get the gates being lifted up and let out when you've got to go on one of your mini mission runs all that sort of cool stuff so it's a really fun app to run or walk to when you're using your treadmill so there you go don't know how many that is but i think it was about 70 type different types of apps but the reason why i did it was i sometimes get asked what apps do I use? And I don't like always just talking about the iPhone. So I thought putting this list together for both Android and the iPhone 
will give you some way of being able to work out what's available and make a decision on whether it's okay to just go with Android, whether it's okay to go with iPhone, and then also look at the types of tasks that you want to perform. But all the apps I've mentioned in this particular podcast work really nicely, of course, not only with all the assistive tech stuff in your smartphone or tablet, but of course with TalkBack on Android and VoiceOver on the iPhone. So in the show notes, I'll just have these uh, apps listed. I'm not going to have the links for every single app because there'll be too many in there. I'll just have the names of the apps that I've already gone through in this podcast today. But anyway, I will leave it there for you. And as always, thanks for listening and bye for now.